Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. And they're like, okay, here's another contraction. Push. And I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't know it's a contracting. Pushed, came out. It was like three and a half, four pushes. And Liz. A farm has different interpretations because we're Missouri farm. We're not Texas ranch. We're not, yeah, you know, true. Montana, Yellowstone. Yeah. We're like, we're like, we're farm, we're farm with yeah. freaking chickens. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz and, and Fred and baby Fred. Um, at the time of this recording, we are one week past the birth of Fred. Yes. And I'm feeling ready to go. Liz came over. Fred's napping. Maybe. We'll see. Either how way. Long it lasts. We're going to roll with it. So like is like if he coos, if he cries, like it's just par He's for just the course. Hello. Do you know what par for the course means? That's the saying. Yes, it's like a, it's golf. So what does it mean? So when you, I don't, I've never played golf, but when you golf, you have pars, and pars means you're like, so if uh if one hole is three par and you get it in three par, then you're yeah. par for the course. Like you're going, it's just like kind of along with the course. Yeah. So like it's as to be expected, right? Is how or yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I picked that up from my car selling days also. Anyway, I miss the podcast. How about you? Yeah, me too. I mean, I miss recording it. I miss like listening to it because I always really Wait, not to us being episodes. fans of our own podcast. Well, sometimes <laughs> I forget what we talk about. I'm so true. And so sometimes I just like to like to hear it. And then I'm like, oh, that was a good one. I think we're entertaining girlies. I never miss an episode. Is yeah. it weird that we re-listen to our podcasts? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I think we have to. So we know what everyone else is thinking and saying. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, wow, that didn't come off as well as I was hoping it would come off. Wow, I sounded like an idiot. It really do be like that sometimes. Um, But I think we're going to take this first episode back to just sort of talk about the birth story, talk about Fred, talk about Kelly's postpartum week-long journey thus far, and just kind of hear about how you're doing and do a little check-in. Yeah, so like this episode won't be a typical episode. So if you want to listen to it, good, you already are. If like you don't want to hear just about pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, skip this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be back to regular episodes. We're like kind of feeling like next week. Like we kind of, not to show off, but. Yeah, we're feeling pretty good. Uh, as long as like, I mean, because Fred just like straight up sleeps all the time. There's no reason why we can't just sit in front of a microphone and talk for 45 minutes together. So we'll see but anyway let's get into it i've got lots to talk about okay well i think we just start with we've we've got some questions from the carpool instagram but before we get to those i just want you to kind of walk us through the birth story sure so i my induction date was scheduled for the 25th so my due date was technically the 29th but my doctor and i decided that because of his growth she wanted me to not go over 40 weeks Mm -hmm. um and then she kind of gave it up to me to like pick the date. And at that point, I was like, if I have to pick an induction date, like I want it to I wanted it to be where George and Hattie were at daycare and things I felt like were in my control. Like that's yeah. not how I, I w- really would have rather gone into labor by myself, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I know like everyone has an opinion on induction, but my doctor's advice was do it because of how big he was measuring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm happy that I did. And spoiler alert, he's big. He was a big boy. So... Then, of course, the week, the week took a turn and it's like you get everything planned out and then George and Hattie got strep throat. And it was like some, it was the sickest Hattie has ever been in her life. Like yeah. she just doesn't get sick. Like mm-hmm. George will catch a fever 
George will spike 102 fever for no reason. Mm-hmm. Hattie. Yeah. Can't be bothered. Right. They were both really, really struggling. And then you were afraid that you were maybe going to get sick or the baby was. Getting, I know. Like, I, so it was just like a really stressful week leading up to it. And so like on Monday, I take him to the doctor knowing I'm supposed to be induced on Wednesday thinking like, OK, like, should I reschedule? Like, what should I do? So they go to the doctor on Monday. Luckily and not luckily, it was strep throat, which mm-hmm. is treatable with antibiotics. Uh-huh. And it's not something that. Like the, their pediatrician, who's Fred's pediatrician, was like, I'm not worried at all that this is going to pass to the baby because babies don't catch strep throat. Right. Like I was worried it was going to be like RSV or COVID or the flu. or I, I was just stressed. And just any number of things. So they took the antibiotics. They were already feeling better within 24 hours. Like awesome. amazing. So now it's Tuesday night. But I had literally not slept like a full night's sleep for four or five days. Like jo- George and Hattie were up almost every hour like George's mm-hmm. I was having to give George baths at 12 30 at night to keep his fever under control mm-hmm. like it was just a horrible week for sleep so I told Tyler I was like we need I need to sleep the night before this induction and a snowstorm and was a snowstorm was coming. it was spicy or zesty it was zesty yeah so luckily I was like I need to sleep the day before the night before the induction like I can't go in there on no sleep knowing that I'm mm-hmm. not going to get a lot of sleep for a yeah. long time so luckily Tyler's parents agreed to take George and Hattie Tuesday night so Tyler and I went to our parents' house, who live very close to the hospital, and we spent the night there. We honestly had like a wonderful evening together. It's like kind of sweet to just have uh, time, just you two, yeah, kind of prepare I, I, yeah. for Fred to come and. And it was hard to send George and Hattie because they were they were on the men, but they still weren't feeling great. So yeah. like I hated to send them there, but I was also like it was the first time where I was like okay, this is three kids. And like yeah. Fred takes priority right now. Like George and Hattie are fine. They're with their grandparents. They're yeah. they're fine. So anyway, so we went to mom and dad's house. Mom made like a yummy dinner. We watched like a little TV and then Tyler and I got a full night's sleep. Amazing. Which is exactly what you need before you're about to like give birth. Literally. And then next thing you know, like dad's dad's out running and getting me a coffee in the morning. Like yeah. it was just like, just like honestly like such a VIP vacation. <laughs> yeah. So then we have to check into the hospital at 730 for the induction. And I had, I had to be induced with Hattie. So I have experience with an induction, but Hattie's induction took forever. Yeah. I got got to the hospital with Hattie at 730. She wasn't born until 10 o'clock at night. It was a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get checked in. The nurse checks me. I'm already at a four. Yeah. And I was feeling very labory. Yeah. So you like I was very contra- I was like having like a lot of contractions, yeah. like nothing majorly consistent. But I was at a four. It was like it was going to happen that day, if not the next, I mm-hmm. think. Um, so I was super optimistic that it was going to go faster because Hattie's I came in at like a one which like i think they just told me that to make me feel good like yeah. i think i was nothing yeah so things get started and then you know you have to like kind of when you're when you get induced and i do want to like put a this birth story is very positive like it was a yeah. very wonderful birthing experience and i know that's not the case for everybody but i just like want to, to let you know that this ends in a positive yes i sometimes think there's not enough positive birth stories that are always shared you know what i mean mm-hmm. so anyway this was a great birth so then you have to make the decision like so then you're on the Pitocin and like they're checking me and it's like, like a little progression. But then my doctor was like told the nurses like it, we, they, she wanted to break my water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to decide like, hey, do you want the epidural first or do you want to break the water first? And that's like a I struggle with the t- this decision with Hattie, too, because as soon as they break your water, your contraction pain is going to like double. Oh, but also my contractions weren't. At the time I was having to make this decision, my contractions weren't that bad. So I didn't really have the adrenaline to have the headspace to get an epidural. And I have a lot of anxiety around the epidural. I don't know why. Like, it just freaks me out. Like, okay. it freaked me out with Hattie. Um, 
and like you almost like want to be in a little bit more pain so you like want the because i mean it's great a needle stuck in your back like you're not like yeah. dying to have it happen but when the contractions are so bad you're like i'll do anything to make it stop yeah, so, so you i don't want to like experience the pain to uh, reap uh, the benefits of that barrel. Uh, i did yeah but i wasn't really presented with that option well i had i had to choose between getting it before i had super bad contractions or getting my water broken and then having really bad contractions so i did choose to get the epidural first and it was not that bad like my nurse with hattie when i had to get the with george i was in active labor so i was ready for it with hattie the anesthesiologist coddled me way too much she was Mm -hmm. like it's gonna be okay let's take some deep breaths this guy daniel walked in and he's like you ready and i was like yeah i'm a little nervous he's like it's gonna be fine and like in a way sometimes was, that's what you need no, it was so what i needed elizabeth and yeah. i was just like okay i was like i started crying a little bit like mom's like it's good i just i have a lot of anxiety around it he goes okay this is going to be a bee sting basically the worst part like he was so chill about so it so chill so much so business like so business, business and like maybe feel kind of like stupid for like stressing that but i can't express to you like in a way where it was just like it was exact you needed like that confidence yeah he's like i thought i would get an epidural for a haircut like he was yeah. just like being funny okay, like yeah. why would you not yeah. do it um also like a bee sting is such a fair um way to put it because bee stings hurt yeah they don't feel good but you don't like sob after it Mm-mm. so just like okay so, that was uncomfortable so i got the epidural and then they came in broke my water i had so much fluid yeah which i had low fluid with hattie to the point where i had to be induced early as well um i had so much fluid like the doctor who broke my water who's like the on-call doctor mm-hmm. was like um i'm gonna need some more towels oh my god it's still coming and when i after they broke my water like i looked down at my stomach and it was like half the size wow you were just full of fluid okay so then the water breaks the contractions start happening and i had told the nurses that historically i progressed from a six to a ten very quickly yeah with george i went from a six to a ten in an hour with Hattie, I went from a six to 10 centimeters in 20 minutes. Wow, that's crazy. Hattie's was intense. So this, I was like, just so you know, like it could happen quickly. So then they're checking me after my water broke and I was kind of stalling out at a five. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I was stalling out at a six. I don't remember. Like it wasn't like, so they wanted to change positions with me. So I was on my side, like peanut balling it. We yeah. like put a peanut ball between your legs. Were mm-hmm. you there for that? Yeah, I was there for that. Okay. Liz stopped by for like the worst 20 minutes of the birth. Yeah, it was traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst 20 minutes. So then they put me in this position they call the throne, which is basically like I'm they raise the bed and my head up as high as they possibly can. Like it lo- basically looks like I'm standing, but I'm sitting. Yeah. And it made my blood pressure drop really quickly because like it just drained it out of me. Mm-hmm. And I got incredibly nauseous, thought I was going to puke. That was kind of stressful. Like that was probably the worst I had felt. Yeah. Um, But they're like, you know, that's the nurse were like gravity's going to help us here. Side, like yeah. we're going to get this baby out. And they're like, so the nurse was like, let me know when you feel pressure down there, mm-hmm. which is I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about, because with Hattie, like I felt her there. Right. I'm having pretty consistent contractions. I'm not feeling the pressure. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's not this. So I'm there for probably like 40 minutes. Like they keep checking on me because they're like, this is weird. Like you should normally go so quickly. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not feeling the pressure. She's like, well, let me just check you anyway. And then we'll get you back on your side. Yeah. Checks me out of 10. Yeah. Whoops. No idea. Had no idea. No idea. So they're like, okay, sounds good. The nurses were so cute. They're like, okay, it's time to have a birthday party. We're going to go call the doctor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, almost like, no, I'm not like feeling like I'm ready to push. Like I wasn't yeah. feeling any pressure. I was yeah. still having like some contractions, but pretty chill. So then the doctor comes. I don't know what happened, but I felt nothing. I put my legs up. Did you feel yourself pushing? No. Wow. Elizabeth, I felt 
nothing it was so bizarre the doctor was there well so the, the first nurse was like we're gonna do a practice push i don't want to do a ton because like you're this is your third time uh-huh. she's like when i say so push but if i say stop stop okay. so she goes want stop she's like uh, he's there and i'm uh, like okay again couldn't feel it it was so bizarre and like with george and hattie i also got epidurals i felt a lot especially with yeah. hattie like it was hattie's pushing was more painful so i don't know like what daniel's epidural was or like if it was just different or i have no idea but i felt absolutely almost to the point where it's like i wish i would have felt something a little bit more yeah like you're like i wish i kind of like would have worked for that a little bit (laughs) yeah but also i don't i guess so i know so the doctor gets there and they're like okay let's start pushing with your contractions let us know when you're having a contraction i was like okay and like you know they they have you hooked up so they're like you're having a contraction i'm like i can't feel it they're like okay push and they're like, oh, good job, Kelly. He's crowning. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And they're like, okay, here's another contraction. Push. And I was like, I couldn't, I could, didn't know it was a contracting. Put, pushed. Came out. It was like three and a half, four pushes. That's so crazy. And I'm going to play like a second of this video. Okay. Yeah. So it's a video that Tyler took of me giving birth. I'm like not going to show the video because like that would be weird. Yeah. But I just want to play the audio so you can like understand like how in shock I was at that like, like I didn't, ha- I, I it was so like an anticlimactic pushing experience like I didn't have that adrenaline of it it's like there he is like it was very yeah. I was stunned and shocked so yeah. here's the video Oh my gosh. All right, this that was bizarre. That was bizarre. That was way smoother than all the other ones. All right, so is this video? Yeah. That was amazing. You did great. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Like, I've been in more pain walking up and down the stairs than that. Wow. Wow. I said, I've been in more pain walking up and down the stairs. So that was just to give. And it was like, what, like six minutes that you were yeah. pushing for? And like, there was like a two minute contraction break in between them. Yeah. And then the rest of the video, like, then he was, bo- they're like, because earlier in the video, they were like, he's right there. He's right there. And I'm like, what do you mean he's right there? They're like, look down. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, they were, they said something like, um, stop. You, you can stop pushing or whatever and you're like why what's wrong and they're like no he's like he's here <laughs> <laughs> like it's over and everything it's fine <laughs> so it was wonder i mean it was wonderful yeah. and i couldn't believe so he was eight pounds 15.6 ounces but mm. he peed two times before they could weigh him yeah so your girl's rounding up to nine nine you deserved it you no one can tell me he was baby. not a nine pound baby which was by for my big i mean hattie was eight seven george was eight four so he was my yeah, biggest baby for sure and he's beautiful he's beautiful so that was the birth um recovery has been pretty easy i, I don't remember george's was horrible like i've talked about george's before like third degree tear didn't heal right absolute miserable absolute mm-hmm. miserable like george's was horrible i didn't george's recovery was terrible hattie's i remember it being easy as well but i just don't i think i feel better this time because of how miserable i was my last yeah three to four weeks of pregnancy like i never got that miserable with hattie and i was just like every like every movement would hurt like getting out of bed hurt putting on my clothes hurt like picking up the kids hurt driving her like everything yeah. gave me pain that like yeah like now like you know i'm like a little sore in places i wasn't sore before but it's nothing compared to how bad i felt pregnant which i never had that experience before wow 
Well, um, I'm going to ask some questions for you from the carpool, unless sure. there's anything else you want to say. Um, one of the craziest symptoms was after the birth, one of the worst parts of it is I got so unbelievably itchy. Were you there for that? No. Oh my gosh. I thought my skin was on fire and they said that was like from the epidural like wearing off. I was so itchy. I was like taking like a washcloth and like scrubbing it all over my body like I couldn't get it under oh control. Gosh. And then they gave me Benadryl and I felt better. Weird. Okay. So some of the most frequently asked questions and just like as your observation so far weekend, um, what has been the biggest transition from two to three? Um, I mean, I think it's just like having to plan around Fred's feeding schedule a little bit. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. if we want to leave the house, like even like taking the kids to daycare, it's like, okay, well, I need to nurse Fred before we go, which means like he needs to eat now, yeah. which means like I need to start an hour before. So it's just like, yeah. so anyway, biggest transition, just having to plan timing, timing. Yeah, timing and feeding schedule for Fred. But that, 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 that will get easier when breastfeeding becomes like less of a production. Cause right now it's like, sit down, get the boppy, get a water, get this, get my nipple. Pa-. It's just like such a production that, It'll get easier. Does he look more like uh, Hattie or George? I think he looks more like George. I would agree with that. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the name Fred. Um, I know everyone's like, Frederick doesn't give farm. And I'm like, obviously not, but Fred gives so farm. Also, like, I think Fred gives farm in the context in which you picked the name. I could see that. So I think it's just like in your head it gives farm. Maybe that's true. But to I think, other people, I think it, it doesn't. I think things give farm to different people. A farm has different interpretations because we're Missouri farm. We're not Texas ranch. We're not, yeah, you know, true. Montana, Yellowstone. Yeah. We're like, we're like, Fred. we're farm. We're farm with yeah. freaking chickens. No. <laughs> so Fred is actually Tyler's great grandpa's name. Great grandpa. Yeah. Um, and Tyler's parents have this sign in their basement that says like Fred Stumpy more feeds. I like it, like I guess he like had like a feed store or something, but it says Fred Stumpy, and I'm just like that is so cute, like Fred Stumpy. Mm-hmm. And you guys know just I like like those old fashioned, slightly different names. Um, and I just thought it was super cute. It took me a while to like be like, am I really gonna name my baby Fred? Because like it's like oh my god, Fred. Yeah. And we were really leaning towards Henry. Um. But Henry, I didn't like that it was an H and an H because then it was like George, Hattie, and Henry. And I like didn't like that there was like okay. that I had two H's and okay. I don't know why. And it's just a popular name. And Tyler likes the nickname Hank. And I do not like the nickname Hank. So I was like, no, if it's Henry. Like it's Henry. Like we're not calling him Hank. Yeah. Um, but we were like, maybe we should just like do Fred. Like what? Are we just going to do Fred? And now like he's such a Fred. It's I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. It's the cutest name for a newborn. So if, you, if you have a cute newborn, which I do, Luckily. like he like he's owning the name. The name's not owning him. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if Fred skyrockets in popularity. You know, it's uh, na- baby names are so funny because when you, you have your baby, you don't know what everyone else around you is naming their babies. Like you're you don't know until they're going to be in grade school and you think you're so original so like for example maddie's um sister named her son brooks never heard of a brooks prior to this like thinking it was very unique and now there's three brookses on his soccer team i know that's because it's just like at that time it was a popular name because everyone was trying to do something slightly different whereas like there's not going to be a fret on his soccer team (laughs) but it's a more common more probably heard of name than the name brooks for example yeah yeah, and i just feel like i'm as I'm 
a lot of my neighbors have like grade school aged kids and I'm like noticing a lot of trends. I to- I totally agree. There's a lot of Brooks's, a lot of Bennett's, a lot of Grayson's, a lot of Grayson's. It's just very Beckham's. I know they're just like very. Yeah, it's just interesting. And I think there's Fred. I think Fred is I think Fred is set. Um, how have the kids been adjusting to Fred? They've been doing pretty good. Um, everyone like told me that they thought like, oh, Miss Princess, like wait till Hattie has to share you. And I'm like, no, Hattie's going to be fine. Like yeah. Hattie, one, doesn't really care to have my attention. She'd probably prefer less of it because she's a monster. Um, so Hattie loves him like and is honestly so helpful. Like every time I like change his diaper, she's like comes over there and plays peek- peekaboo with him, which like he could care less. And then literally I will change the diaper. She will pick it up and put it in the trash can. Hattie loves real life play. She loves. She's never been one to play with really toys. No, I mean this in the nicest way possible. The girl has no imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like George can take. George has such an imagination. George is like, mom, I got this eagle. And then this eagle captured. The- I mean, the stories this kid tells me, I'm just like, where are you coming up with this? And Hattie has no imagination, all real life play. Yeah. So Hattie loves him. Um, George is neutral slash having probably a slightly harder time. I don't think he's like loving the attention split as much. Um, And Hattie's definitely more of a daddy's girl. So like I feel like when we're together, like as a family, like Tyler normally holds Hattie or like at night, like if we could both go down and like say prayers with them, like Tyler always tells Hattie prayers and I always do prayers with George. Yeah. Because like George is just more of a mama's boy. Yeah. Like George always wants to sit on my lap. Hattie always wants to sit on Tyler's lap. Mm-hmm. So that's it's been harder on George than Hattie, but also good for George. And they're fine. Absolutely. They are a little confused on like why he doesn't do anything. Mom's like, <laughs> George is like, why doesn't he ever smile, mom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, well, he has to learn to smile. Yeah. And he's like, doesn't get he it. doesn't get it. Yeah. So um what support do you find most and least helpful while postpartum visits food someone hold the baby etc um i think that i think every journey is a little different like i think when you have a postpartum journey like it just depends on like what you need and like how you're doing like i'm doing very well this time around Mm -hmm. which i'm not naive to like one i could stop doing well like i understand how postpartum depression works Mm -hmm. like one i could stop um i could also not stop so for me like Right now, like, I am looking for, like, like, I want someone to, like, come over and, like, bring me a coffee and, like, visit with me because, like, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm kind of bored. I'm going to be honest, yeah. which I know is, like, I've gotten some messages being, like, you're doing so well. Like, how can you be doing this? And I'm, like, this just is, I'm, I don't have it this time. Like, I feel yeah. good. And yeah. I felt so bad. And, like, I think of, like, postpartum depression, literally, like, strep throat. Like, you either get sick or you don't. Like, yeah. that is, I mean, it is a hormone imbalance. Like, depression's a real yeah. illness. Like, yeah. and especially postpartum depression. So, like... And I think like one way to like demystify it is to, like talk about it like that. It's so, like I'm not sick. Yeah. Like I feel good mentally. I feel good. I feel strong. I hope right. I continue this way. I'm going to monitor it and take action if I don't. So for me, I just want people to like come and like visit. Yeah. Um, least helpful. And this is like I don't think anyone's doing it intentionally, but I think a lot of people like reach out after you have a baby and like send me these like super like long and thoughtful text messages. Yeah. And I just don't have the headspace to respond. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, so, like, so happy for you, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, like, they'll ask me a question. Like, we'd love to get together. Like, let's get something on the calendar. I'm like, oh, girl, no, I don't have the headspace yeah, for that yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, So I just, it's the pressure to respond. <laughs> Keep your text short and sweet, I guess. Yeah. Because then I feel bad. Like, you send me a whole paragraph about, like, and this sounds so horrible. But, like, I'm so happy for you. Like, your family's so beautiful. And it's, like, th- this amazing response. And, like, all I want to do is heart the message. Like, I read it. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't have the headspace yeah. to send a text message. And that's on someone who's feeling mentally very good right now. Yeah. You know, if, you're, if you're you were suffering from postpartum depression, like, 
things like that can create even more of a bearing. Like I get overwhelmed with my DMs, even when they're like nothing. It's just like about Oreos. And I'm just like, it's too many DMs. Like I, yeah. you get very overwhelmed because you, you know, and just, I did have like one person send me a nice text. And they, at the end of the text, they're like, don't worry about responding. I know you have yeah. a lot on your plate. And I was like, thank, thank you. Like that was so. Yeah. That was really nice. Um, okay. I'm going to ask for, I'm going to do one more. Um, how did the nurse's baskets go over and would you do oh. it again if you had another baby yeah i don't really think i like, did it very well because i didn't know like when i honestly felt very awkward luckily yeah. i have like a very outgoing husband yeah because like you brought him in the room but like they don't know like what it's for and i'm like it's for you guys yeah. and like i kind of messed up because like i didn't like have like enough of the stuff to like give it to every nurse i worked with yeah so like for they the late- took them into the I break room and I I had like your room was right by the break room so when I was walking and I like saw some of the nurses like going through it and looking at all the stuff and then when I came back the next day it was like everything was gone oh good I didn't know that 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 makes me feel good so all the stuff was taken yeah I feel good I mean I definitely feel and this I felt like the closest to my labor and delivery nurses like I loved them Mm -hmm. um and then I think like with the mother and baby nurses like you just you're not with them as much. So like, I just, that felt like, yeah, I didn't know who to give that one to. So I was just like, Tyler just like took that to the nurse's station. Cause like, it was just like a, like, do I get to my first? Cause then it's like, do you give it to the, the first nurse? Do you give yeah. it to your overnight nurse? Do you give it to your nurse the next day? Like yeah. that was like a little overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I would do it again. And sometimes you have a nurse transition, you know, yeah. into, into the shift, shift change. Yeah. Is I wrote there, down a few notes. Okay. So yeah. Please. Uh, I just else? have like a, I have a birth related driveway dump and oh, then perfect. I wrote, giving birth is wild. I'm just online shopping while laboring. Yeah. And there is like, it's such like an airport. It's like, hurry up and wait. Yeah. So like, especially if you get induced, like you're sitting there with an epidural, I'm online shopping. Yeah. It's just a weird experience. It is weird. You you don't get that uh, adrenaline rush you get when you uh, just go into labor naturally. 100%. Um, brought the heating pad. 10 out of 10. Do not go oh. do not go to the hospital without a heating pad. Okay. It was so nice while in labor. It was so cozy after labor. Yeah, for like, sure. Like just like cuddling up to it. And then I would I would even like put it on my pillow for a little bit before like they brought me Fred. So then like yeah. Fred would Fred lay would on like, warm, like yeah. we're just like bring a heating pad. I'm obsessed. And it was too long for the hospital bed, which the birthing bed. Which the birth, yeah. is something I don't think enough people are talking about. Okay. It was like like I was like way too long for it. Which is so great because I'm taller than you. <laughs> and then like they brought me this other bed, which I guess is like the recovery bed, which is like a nice soft mattress. Yeah. And like that bed was fine. But like it was so uncomfortable to have your feet hanging on this bed. Yeah. And you're already like not feeling comfortable and nothing feels right. No, and like, you're like, and now I have and to like, be like, in this awkward position. Go on your side. And like my feet are hanging off the bed. And yeah. it's just like, bring a stool. Can we not do anything? Can we just like make them longer? Literally. Um, Regret should have got a pedicure before birth it's just mm. it's just and I, you know what i wish i would have done i wish i would have gotten like a cherry red like just yeah. like a fun feel good bright color because like last thing i would do is like you're looking at your feet you're looking and at you your see feet. your ratchet and toes you, and it was just like kind of ew and like everyone's looking at your feet and like yeah. it just like i'm i'm not saying like i didn't have polish like i had chipped polish like that's even worse disgusting if you have like a pretty manicured pink on your toes like you feel unstoppable no, elizabeth and like when am i like it was like the first, because, you know, it's wintertime, especially. So it's like my shoes are off and like I'm around all these yeah. strangers. Yeah. And I'm like, ew. Okay. That's a good note. Like the way I'm so mad at myself that I like didn't go get a pedicure. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's winter too. You haven't really been looking at your feet. I, exactly. And I just think it like wasn't and top of mind. Pregnant, so but, like, you really haven't been I wrote looking that at your down feet. because like, it was just like so in, in part. Yeah. Um, bring your Stanley. 
let me like or bring a good water bottle like i know everyone likes to talk about like that hospital water bottle and like the new trend is like everyone's sharing stanley's but this one cost me seven thousand dollars well that mm-hmm. water all sucks yeah i'm sorry it wouldn't first of all didn't stay cold constantly refilling it with ice and i have no patience for room temperature water while in labor okay so bring your stanley didn't bring my stanley i'm like oh they have a cup shut up kelly Oh, so you wish you would have brought your Stanley. I wish I would have brought my Stanley because I had to drink out of the hospital cup with a plastic straw, which one, I don't like all that plastic going in my body all the time. Yeah. And two, it didn't do anything. It was room temp. Horrible. (sighs) It's an outrage. Um, And then last thing, this is just something that's been in my DMs. Not, and this is like just kind of like a PSA or what I'm like, what has been a little... I'm going to use the word lightly, but like a little triggering to me postpartum mm-hmm. is, you know, everyone wants to tell you like, take the time and like chill, but also like, it's also okay to celebrate. Like if you're feeling good. Yeah. And I'm not trying to put on an unrealistic expectation, but like I was like you one, like no one was around when I was postpartum with George. Like I was in a very dark place and like, yeah. I'm so happy to not be there. And like, I feel so good and I enjoy showing up on Instagram or working or mm-hmm. recording a podcast or doing something else. And people always be like, girl, you're doing too much. Like, just relax. We'll be here when you get back. And I'm like, I'll decide if I'm doing too much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's like, it's just as toxic to like put those expectations on women as it is to tell a woman she's doing too much when it's like, I think I know, just do what you I think can I know do. what I'm doing. You yeah. know, just do what, just do what you can do. So that is the story. And you're used to it. It's weird when you become an influencer because you share so much of your life and then if you don't share something it feels kind of strange and so everyone has been around to see all this journey that you like want everyone and everyone is excited for you and wants to hear everything so you're like you want to share that yeah you feel an obligation and that's great and I like like my job and I like our community and I find like more support like in it but I don't I, I also like I'm, I don't want anyone to think like and people saying that it's out of love too. No, it, it, no, it, yeah. I, I know it's out of love, but I'm just saying like, to me, it's like, it's a little like, then, then it makes me question like, oh my gosh, am I doing too much? Like, yeah. am I prioritizing like my selfish needs or like this podcast, like over Fred? And it's like, no, Fred's fine. He's sleeping. What does He's he care? Here. Right. He loves the sound of my voice. It's all he knew for nine months. Right. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I was around a lot. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's all I wanted to say. Hand pump still smacks. Love my hand pump. 10 mm-hmm. out of 10. Um, other baby things I've been liking, we the bodily stuff. So good. Bodily like makes these bras and they make this like underwear, both 10 out of 10 situations. The everything bra and what what's the underwear called? I don't know. They're just like high rise and like super soft. I think they only have like one kind of underwear on their website. And they're good for like pregnancy and they're good for like, po- like they're just really, really nice. A few other baby products. Um, I like the Lanolish gel pads for like sore boobies that feels okay. good um i don't know what else i think that's all i'm feeling pretty good oh you really like the copper pearl swaddle you told me i need to buy oh. that swaddle well, you just need so many different types of blankets i feel like so like i like the copper pearl swaddle blankets for like a lightweight moment or like i like those for like a skin to skin snuggle but then like you need like a thick cozy blanket too yeah. and then you need like a quilt blanket for like putting them on the floor you just need like a lot of blankets yeah um you did text me though and say you need to order this copper pearl swaddle yeah, the though. copper pearl swaddle blanket like it's just been one that i've really grabbed a lot it's just like a cute like little lightweight thing to throw on them they also have a oh, million patterns we didn't even talk about his jaundice oh yeah okay um so fred had jaundice hattie had jaundice hattie's got honestly got way worse than fred's hattie had to go in like the double light with the glasses and we had to mm. stay like a whole extra day at the hospital it was horrible um 
but it's also like not horrible like it's such there's it's such a treatable thing that yeah it's just like important to remember like it's hard to see not be able to hold your baby it sucks to be in the hospital longer but also it's like the like the nurse was like this we can fix she's like i deal with a lot that i can't fix and yeah. i'm like it was like that was like a really good perspective mm-hmm. yeah so they send us home on a billy bed i don't people have been like how did your hospital do that i don't know they just offered it and then i they contacted a medical supply company insurance mm-hmm. covered 80 percent. i had to cover 20 which like whatever because like your deductible so it doesn't really matter right um and then we went to his pediatrician the pediatrician was like he looks fine took his levels his levels were not fine so we had to go back the next day for additional um blood work and it came back good he's been like the literally the easiest baby ever he's like he's and i think a lot of it like they say like the jaundice will make them a little bit more sleepy so Mm -hmm. like for the first three nights i was waking him every three hours to eat which was like so it was like a solid like three hour stretch would you just set an alarm for every three hours which is like which which is what you want to do because like you want to make sure they're eating yeah um last night was our first night where he woke me up okay (laughs) sooner than every three hours okay um but I don't know. I just don't. I don't have like the exhaustion that I once had, which I'm sure it, it, it could sink in as the weeks go on. But I also just mm-hmm. like wasn't sleeping very well. Yeah. So like I think my body's just like five hours of sleep, whatever. <laughs> That's all we do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're just kind of moving off of that. And George and Hattie are at daycare. Like I can't express that enough to you. Like I could never do what I'm doing with two toddlers at yes. home. Yeah. And like I feel very privileged that I'm able to continue to send them to daycare. Yeah. While I'm on maternity leave, because like that would be very challenging to mm-hmm. have them at home with yeah. a baby. Like. I'm going to take a nap like I'm getting like I have like like projects to do around the house because like mm-hmm. I just now you have the time now I have the time so and that's just the difference between being a first time mom and a third time mom yeah you know right okay all right well thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of the carpool podcast we will hopefully get back to our regular old recording schedule um so just keep a lookout Be sure to subscribe, leave us five stars, and follow us on Instagram at The Carpool. See ya! Thank you for listening to The Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed riding with us, tell everybody you know. There's room in the car for everyone.